This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres postgame show starts now on the Padres radio network. We are live here at Petco Park. The final score in 10 innings. The Mets beat the Padres 7-5. to Padres with the defeat to their three-game win streak. Come to an end. Padres drop to 41-47. and And the Mets have now won six in a row. They are now 42-46. and Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. A tough defeat for the Padres here in this series opener against the Mets, the Padres somehow, some way fall to 0 and 8 in extra inning games this year. This was a really good game. It really was. It was tied at three for a while. Really, it was a game where it became about what bullpen would blink first. The Padres bullpen, which we know right now is thin. But to their credit, I mean, they did a really good job up until that 10th inning, and the Padres' offense could not score another run uh, after the second inning in uh, in regulation. So the Padres scoring two in the first inning, one in the second. They did not score another run until Manny Machado's two-run home run in the 10th inning. So that was a big part of this story. Padres got to Justin Verlander early in this game. But they couldn't knock him out of this game. And that was a big, big storyline in this one. We'll get into all of it, and we'll talk about what happened in the 10th inning as well. We'll talk about uh, everything that happened on the bullpen side of things. And credit to the Mets' bullpen. They ended up uh, being just uh, a tad bit better than the Padres' bullpen, uh, ultimately, in this one. And the Padres, again, have not won an extra inning game this year. And... Say that record is 4-4 four and four instead of 0-8. Oh I mean, the Padres would be hovering right around 500 right now, and it is just awfully hard to believe this team is 0-8 oh in extra inning games. When you're tied and you have an automatic runner on second base, you would think there would be some more evening out there but uh that's one of those numbers this season that is just mystifying oh and eight with runners and uh with uh and uh, in, in uh, extra inning games and the padres now fall to 15 and 27 in one or two run games this year so another close game where the padres couldn't find a way to win it they do have two very good opportunities the next couple of days to still win this series we said after the game on wednesday that you would consider it a really good homestand a really good series and a really good end to the pre-all-star break portion of the schedule if the Padres could win two out of three against the Mets they can still do that they have a favorable uh, pitching matchup tomorrow so
So we'll see what happens, but uh, obviously a game that really felt like it was for the taking here tonight as the Padres again fall 7-5. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We'll have all the radio highlights for you. Recap it. Out-of-town scoreboard, nightly awards, your phone calls, and much, much more to come. Final in 10, Met 7, Padres 5 in the series opener here at Petco Park. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft at the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Final in 10, the Mets 7 and the Padres 5. Good to have you with us on this Friday evening. Hope you are getting home safely from the ball game if you are here tonight. 42,000 plus in the building, 37th sellout already this season here in downtown San Diego. I'll tell you what, this was a really good game it was really closely managed with uh, both managers, Buck Showalter, Bob Melvin, focusing on each matchup. And for the most part, through regulation, both bullpens doing a really, really good job. But the Mets found a way to win it 7-5. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a matter of minutes. But first, let's recap this one, tell you how it all went down. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. We had a veteran pitching matchup of Hugh Darvish against Justin Verlander, and a lot happened in the first inning. The Mets loaded the bases on a walk, single, and hit by pitch. Daniel Vogelback then hit a fairly weak ground ball to the left side of the infield. Xander Bogarts got to it in the hole but had no play. A run scored. Mets led 1-0. But Bogarts getting to it was important because Darvish avoided more damage by getting a double play from Starling Marte to end the inning. Padres trail just one nothing. In the bottom half, Hassan Kim drew a leadoff walk. He stole second base with two outs. Manny Machado was at the plate. Kim at second, two outs. Here's the 1-1. Manny hits it on a line to deep left center field. Fan back. Not going to get there. One hop up against the wall. Kim's going to score easily. Machado into second base with an RBI double. This game is tied, and he is hot. Xander Bogarts was next. Manny at second base, two outs, three and two to Bogarts, and the pitch grounded to the left side. It'll be the third baseman, Guillaume, and he boots it, rolls behind Lindor. Machado's going to try and score. Lindor's throw, not in time. Throw back to first base, not in time. And Xander Bogarts, in a roundabout way, brings Manny Machado home as the Mets infield defense lets him down, and the Padres take a two-to-one lead. The error on Guillaume, who's a very short-handed fielder, a rarity there. Padres had a 2-1 lead after one. In the bottom of the second, Gary Sanchez led off with a single against Verlander. He went to second base on a ground out. Trent Grisham dug in. Here's the 3-1. That's hit hard, and down the right field line, a base hit. Sanchez had started to go back to second. He'll be waved around third, going to score easily. Marte's throw comes into second base. An RBI double for Trent Grisham, and the Padres add on. It's 3-1. In the third, Darvish got the first two outs, but then it was Francisco Lindor. Here's the two and two. That's hit in the air deep to left field towards the corner. Soto's not going to have a play. He looks up. It's going to go. Wow. Just over that little fence in the left field corner. And Francisco Lindor is homered for a second consecutive game. An opposite field line drive. And it's three to two here in the third. And I'm with Jesse. That also made me say, wow. I don't think in my year plus of being here at Petco Park for every home game that I've seen a left-handed batter have a home run quite like that. Just a screaming line drive that got over the left field fence. Darvish then issued a walk and took a 100-mile-per-hour line drive from Daniel Vogelback off the upper right side of his back. It looked like it hit him around the shoulder blade. 
Darvish didn't even flinch. He stayed in the game, struck out Starling Marte to end the inning. Padres loaded the bases with one out against Verlander in the bottom half, but he induced an inning-ending double play to get out of the jam. That was a big moment in this game. A scoreless fourth inning, Padres still led 3-2, to two, going to the fifth. Darvish walked Francisco Lindor with one out. Lindor stole second, went to third on a ground out. Vogelback followed. Now the 0-1 to Vogelback. That's it in the air to right field. Charging in Fernando. Not going to be able to get there. Has to play it on a hop. Lindor will come in and score an RBI single for Vogelback, who's 3 for 3. And this game is now tied 3 to 3. There were two on and two out still for Jeff McNeil, but Darvish struck him out to end the inning and his outing. The final line for Darvish, five innings, three earned runs, seven hits. He struck out four, walked three on 100 pitches. Adrian Morajone and Luis Garcia combined for a scoreless top of the sixth inning. Garcia stranded two on base. Meanwhile, Verlander really settled in. He would go six innings, give up three runs, two of those earned. Luis Garcia pitched the scoreless top of the seventh inning. Good job by him tonight. In the bottom half, Hassan. Kim lined a ball into the left field corner against Brooks Raley, but Kim was too aggressive and tried to catch Tommy Pham off guard in the corner by going for third base. Kim was thrown out at third. That ended up being a, a real mistake by Hassan Kim because Juan Soto hit a two-out double moments later. Fernando Tatis Jr., though, lined out the center against Adam Adovino to end the inning. So again, the Padres had two doubles in that frame, but they did not score. Tim Hill pitched a scoreless top of the eighth inning. Adovino pitching a scoreless bottom of the eighth inning. In the ninth inning, things got very sticky for Nick Martinez. The bases were loaded with one out, but he and a 1-2-3 double play off the bat of Starling Marte to keep the game tied at three. We went to the bottom of the ninth inning. Drew Smith came on. Padres got a two-out single from Rugnet Odor, but that was it as we went to extra innings. Still tied at three. In extra innings, Tom Cosgrove came to the mound for the Padres. The automatic runner for the Mets was Starling Marte. Jeff McNeil was the first batter that Cosgrove faced. Lefty to lefty here against McNeil. Padres expect bunt, swings away, and he grounds one over the bag at first base and down the line. Marte will score to give the Mets the lead, and McNeil into second base with an RBI double. Mets were far from done. Francisco Alvarez, RBI single, that made it 5-3. to three. Then Cosgrove would get a little ground out from Mark Canna. He would get a fly out from Brandon Nimmo. Bob Melvin went to Brent Honeywell to face the right-handed hitting Tommy Pham. Honeywell hit Pham with a pitch, and then Francisco Lindor, a two-run single to give the Mets a four-run tenth inning and a 7-3 lead. So the Padres had their work cut out for them in the bottom half of the 10th inning. David Robertson took the mound for New York. Juan Soto was the automatic runner at second base. With one out, it was Manny Machado. 0-1, that's it hard in the air to deep left field. Fam's going back. He's going to watch. It's going to go. Two-run homer, Manny Machado. Don't go anywhere. 7-5 in the bottom of the 10th. Home run number 13 for Manny, pulled the Padres within two, but Robertson then struck out Xander Bogarts, got a fly out from Jake Cronenworth, and that was the ball game. The final score, the Mets 7 and the Padres 5 as the Mets take this series opener. New York has now won six in a row. The Padres see their three-game win streak come to an end. So that's the way it went here tonight. The Padres again dropped to 0 and 8 in extra inning games. Hard to believe, but that's where they are in extras this season as the Mets win it. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, I know we've, we've talked about this before, but what do you make of the extra innings struggles and what needs to happen for, for those? Well, it is what it is. I mean, we can't, can't get past it. Um, but, I mean, you give up four runs in the 10th, it's going to be... Uh, a tough one to come back from. What did you think of Cosgrove in that tenth inning? A couple balls found holes there. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and it, look, he's five out of seven. I mean, it's an extreme workload. We didn't even want to re use him tonight. Um, but yeah, not not uh, balls that were hit hard. You put him in play, something may happen. 
What did you think of Darvish tonight, kind of grinding through it after he hadn't pitched in a while? Yeah, I think that there was a little bit out of sync. You know, he's missing with some pitches that normally, you know, whether it's backdoor breaking balls or whatever, he was just a little off maybe in his in some in his rhythm with being out that long. You know, gave us five innings, only gave up three runs at the time. We're in, still in, you know, a good chance to win the game, but probably not his best stuff. Oh, Kim coming out of the game there. What was the what happened there? Yeah, he jammed his toe. He got a little frustrated after the play at third. Uh, kicked something on the way up and jammed his toe. So they he got some X-rays, but uh, they came back negative. Something in the dugout, or he- I think on I don't know. I think it was on his way up to the up the tunnel. Are you hopeful he'll be back soon? It's too early to tell. Or? It was enough to have to bring him out of the game. It's probably not going to feel better tomorrow. What did you think of him trying to advance the third on that? You know, I, he's an aggressive player. He saw something, you know, down the line there and thought he had a chance to go to third. We've seen him. He's got really good instincts. You know, it, it took a good throw to get him, but obviously a little frustrated. You know, it's uh, – is what it is. Sometimes you try to do a little bit too much. Maybe that was a case there, but you know he's got good instincts on the bases. You were bullpen before the tenth. Talk about that effort and the way you managed it because it seemed aggressive there. With well, you look. We were doing the best we could with it. We had some guys that you know we felt good about as far as their workloads. Um, you know, Garcia's handled the righties a lot better here recently and pitched a lot better. You know, it's set up for Timmy, and then and then Nick it, Cosgrove was the one we were trying to stay stay away from today because of his workload, but we couldn't at that point in time, and got away from us in the tenth. What was your real time reaction to that ball rolling down the line, first pitch off Cosgrove? Uh, your luck and the way things. Go. Well, look, I mean, you know, McNeil, you know, we're in for potentially a, a bunt, and he's aware of that too, so he's just trying to put a ball in play and didn't hit it hard, but. You know, obviously it's frustrating. All of a sudden it's a run and a man on second base and nobody out. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park as the Mets win it in extra innings, 7 of 5. Sam Levitt back with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The loft is cleared out. Now just me and you. I want to touch on a couple of things that Bob Melvin said there and you know, look, uh, I thought the bullpen was actually really good tonight. I mean, I, I thought considering they had to get four scoreless innings to get this game to extras, how thin it is right now, I mean, I, I thought they did actually a really good job, and then things unraveled in the 10th inning. And look, to the Mets' credit in the 10th inning, and there were some similarities to the first inning, I mean, McNeil, you know, hits a ground ball that gets by Cronenworth, and then uh, the the base hit by Alvarez, you know, gets by Cronenworth on the dive. I mean, these were not super hard hit squared up, but it, it was good situational hitting and extras when you're trying to get a runner over, and they were hitting it to the right side of the infield, and then uh, the single by Lindor even, you know, uh, got through the left side of the infield. So uh, that certainly made it hurt in the 10th inning a little bit more. It's not like the Mets were hitting line drives all over the place, but to their credit, really good situational hitting and uh, not trying to do too much. Same thing, by the way, happened in the first inning when – uh, the Mets loaded the bases with one out. Daniel Vogelback hit an infield single that Xander Bogarts got to in the hole to prevent it from going into left field and probably saved another run there because Tommy Pham had to stop at third. But again, another run-scoring hit for the Mets that was not particularly hard hit at all. I mean, really, you look at this game, the two hard-hit run-scoring hits the Mets had, the home run by Lindor, which was uh, hit very hard, and the, the base hit by Vogelback in the fifth inning to tie the game at 3-3. So, look, from a bullpen perspective, yes, the tenth inning was rough. You can give up one in the extra inning. I mean, two, you give yourself a chance to come back. You have the tying run at the plate immediately in the bottom half. But, look, when it gets to three or four, you're asking a lot from your offense, even with the automatic runner, and the Padres did get two back. But they were still down two, and that was the problem in that 10th inning. So the bullpen, we'll, we'll get more into the bullpen later. But, uh, again, when you look at this game, one of the disappointing aspects, I think, 
was the Padres were really doing some good things early against Justin Verlander. They scored two in the first inning. They score one in the second, and I thought we're doing a really good job just putting the ball in play against them, uh, forcing the Mets to make some defensive miscues. Verlander didn't have a strikeout in the first three innings. In fact, Verlander had only two through six innings in this game. But after the third, and in the third, this was a really critical moment because the Padres are leading 3-1 to one in the third. They load the bases against Verlander. Gary Sanchez comes up, hits into a 6-4-3 double play, and clearly from that point on, Verlander really settled in. He faced only 10 batters the rest of the way. Didn't give up another hit. Only walked a guy. That was it. So, hey, look, great starting pitchers we know. When you have a chance early to really knock them, and Verlander was was wobbly in the first two innings, but they had a chance to really get to him in the third. They couldn't extend the lead, and the Padres didn't end up scoring another run until the 10th inning, and the Padres had only three hits uh, in the final seven innings of regulation, the third through the ninth, so... Again, from that perspective, uh, the Padres did some really good things early on. They had Verlander at 60 pitches through three, but they could not find a way to extend the lead. They could not find a way to break the scoreless tie. You heard Bob Melvin mention the base running play by Hassan Kim. And look, Kim goes to second. Uh, it wasn't a great decision to go to third. In that spot, you're the go-ahead run in the seventh inning. You've got Soto, Tatis coming up. Um, if you're going to go for third base there, you got to make it. And in what's been a wonderful season for Hassan Kim, I mean, he's been tremendous. That was, I mean, I can't even think of another quote-unquote mistake he's made this year, but that was the first. And uh, if you're going to go there, you got to make it. And he was thrown out by quite a bit at third base. And then we find out after the game, because Kim did come out for Rugnet Odor on defense in the top of the ninth inning, and you, you, you knew it was something injury-wise because there was no reason Kim would come out. And again, uh, Bob Melvin saying there that Hassan Kim uh, jammed his toe by kicking something in frustration uh, after that that, uh, out at third base. So x-rays were negative. That's good. But again, it was bad enough, uh, enough discomfort where he had to come out of the game. So you hope Hassan Kim is available for the rest of this week and understand that he's frustrated, but um, obviously not a, a great thing there. So couple of different aspects to get into still. We'll continue to break it down. Padres drop to 0-8 in extra innings. That's the part of this that <laughs> has you scratching your head. Just does not make a whole lot of sense. But that is where they are in extras this year. And it is part of the reason why they are 41-47 and 47 right now. Again, do have a good opportunity next two days to still win this series, which I would consider very successful and make it a very successful homestand. Uh, but uh, we'll see if they can do it starting tomorrow. Much more to get to, many of our nightly awards to come. Full out-of-town scoreboard. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that. Call me, 833-288-0973. Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. And if you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, or Instagram DMs are open as well. Sammy Lev there, S A M M Y. L-E-V. I mean, if you want to thread me, are you on threads? You can thread me, Sammy Lev, there as well. Let me know. Final score, Mets 7, Padres 5 in 10 innings. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in sin. The Mets 7 and the Padres 5 as the Mets win their 6th in a row. Padres see their three-game win streak come to an end. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. We will take your phone calls coming up in a bit. Phone number, as always, 833-288-0973. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Here's the first pitch. And a swing and a miss. Back-to-back K's from Luis Garcia here in the seventh inning. Our ace pitcher of the game, yes, Luis Garcia. We're going to stay with the Padres' bullpen for a couple of these awards tonight because, quite frankly, I thought they deserved it tonight. Garcia, to give you uh, the game for him, entered in the sixth inning, runner on second base in a tie game 3-3 to face the right-handed hitting Fam. Walked Fam, but then got a big pop out from Francisco Lindor to end the inning, strand the go-ahead run on second base. And then against Alonzo, Vogelback, Marte, all guys that can take you deep, give the Mets the lead with one swing. He strikes out Alonzo, strikes out Vogelback, gets a ground out from Marte, one, two, three. So he did walk the first battery face, but after that, next four retired for an inning and a third scoreless. So Luis Garcia our ace pitcher of the game, and I'm just going to preview it right now for relief pitcher of the game later. We're going to go with another reliever because, again, you know, and I'm seeing some stuff on social media talking about the bullpen here tonight. I mean, folks, the bullpen was really good in this game. I mean, I felt like the bullpen was really giving the offense the opportunity to grab a lead, and the offense could never do it. I mean, we'll we'll run through it here. Adrian Morahone, the two-thirds of an inning, in the sixth and by the way let's throw you darvish into that mix as well because look you wasn't super sharp in this game he also hadn't pitched in two plus weeks he took a an 100 mile per hour line drive off his back in the third you know ends up grinding his way through five innings three earned runs was it the best we've seen you no but again kind of classic you darvish found his way through to give you a pretty good outing um, you know, threw a lot of pitches, uh, especially in that uh, fifth inning and in the first inning as well, that drove his pitch count up to 100 through five. But l- let's focus on the bullpen for a second. And I- I'm not trying to, you know, how do I put this? I'm not trying to, uh, 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 I'm, at a, I'm at a loss for words right now. How do I want to I put this? I'm not trying to harp on what I think the positive is and what was a disappointing defeat here tonight, but I think it's really important to talk about what the bullpen did here tonight because I think it's a big part of the story. That's the best way I can put it uh, right now. Uh, it is uh, already 1047. It was a long game, three hours, 27 minutes. Give me a break. I need to get to bed. Just kidding. Everybody knows I'm, I'm on this time of night anyway. Anyway, the bullpen. Adrian Morhone, two-thirds of an inning, scoreless in the sixth. Now Garcia gets out of the jam, like we said, in the sixth inning. Garcia, a one, two, three, seventh inning. Tim Hill works around a one-out single in the eighth inning. Then the Nick Martinez inning. I mean, he strikes out a batter, single, stolen base, walk to Alonzo. Remember, that stolen base, the throw beat Lindor there. I don't know how he was safe. It was one heck of a head-first slide, swim move uh, at second base. He somehow evaded the tag of Odor in that ninth inning. But then Martinez walks Alonzo, walks Vogel back to load the bases and gets a comebacker to the mound off the bat of Starling Marte to turn a 1-2-3 double play. Again, forget the 10th inning for a second because the 10th inning got wacky. It's always wacky with the automatic runner. It doesn't excuse the bullpen giving up four runs instead of just one or two because that really was the difference in the game. I get it. But the bullpen for four innings after Darvish came out, I mean, they gave this offense opportunities to take a lead whether it was the seventh inning with the double by Kim made the base running mistake trying to go to third but Soto has a two out double after that again it hurt because Kim would have scored had he stayed at second base but Tatis lines out the center hit it hard 
but uh, Nimmo uh, had to come in a little bit to make the catch. Pretty easy play, despite Tatis hitting it very hard. In the eighth inning, Padres had that go-ahead run on second base with two outs. Gary Sanchez hits a deep fly ball to left, and it's caught near the fence by Tommy Pham. Again, the Padres were really close to taking a lead here and forgetting the offensive side for a second. Again, I just thought the bullpen did a good job. I mean, they kept him in the game. They kept it tied. They... Gave this offense every opportunity to take a lead. Uh, could not do it. And, um, you know, again, Verlander gives up three early runs through two innings. And then he really settled in after he got out of that bases loaded jam in the third, a scoreless fourth, fifth, and sixth. So, um, again, look, I, I know the extra inning was not pretty, but, you know, nothing was hit particularly hard. I thought it was... Not necessarily mistakes by Padres pitching. I thought it was some pretty good hitting by the New York Mets in that 10th inning, and they end up with four runs. So that's the way I viewed it here tonight. Maybe you view it differently. Um, look, it's no secret. The bullpen's a little thin right now. They desperately need Wilson back. They need Suarez back. We understand that, and we talked about it pregame. You're just trying to get to the all-star break right now uh, with uh, with the bullpen and uh, hopefully pick up a couple of wins here in the next couple of days. But I, I just didn't think in regulation before the 10th inning, the bullpen was an issue. Um, they did a good job, and when they got in trouble, they got out of it. So credit to them and the group of Morajone, Garcia, Hill, and Martinez for putting up four scoreless innings and, you know, really saying to the offense, hey, get us a run or two here, and maybe we can grab a win, but didn't work out that way. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more, more nightly awards to give out. Again, taking your thoughts on social media, tweeted us at 97.3 TheFanSD, or my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Uh, Eldeberto says, uh, I'm not trying to silver lining it. That that was a good way to put it, Eldeberto, what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, not trying to point out the silver linings because I think where the Padres are right now and what they need to do, we, we don't have much time for silver linings. They they need wins with, uh, you know, you can have silver linings, but it doesn't mean a whole lot right now. So, Eldeberto, you're right. That is what I meant. You can also uh, Instagram DM me, Sammy Lev there as well, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. More to come, more thoughts, out-of-town scoreboard, highlights, and much more on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Final score in 10 innings here tonight, the New York Mets 7 and the San Diego Padres 5. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Padres drop this series opener. Tomorrow, good opportunity. David Peterson, who's had a tough year for the Mets, uh, six-plus ERA on the mound, left-hander against left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for San Diego. Pitching matchup on Sunday, Joe Musgrove against Max Scherzer. First pitch tomorrow at 7-10, Sunday at 1-10. And we are done with the pre-All-Star break portion of the schedule. Four days off. Juan Soto, Josh Hader, they'll head to uh, Seattle along with uh, all the other All-Stars. And maybe you're heading to Seattle. I'm not. So I'll uh, enjoy a a handful of days off. I've been working pretty hard since about mid-February in Peoria, so I am admittedly looking forward to the time off. But look, the Padres still do have an opportunity to win this series. And 
quite frankly, I would say a very favorable pitching matchup as far as the starting pitching tomorrow with Snell, how good he's been lately, and David Peterson on the mound for the Mets. Much more on that pitching matchup in tomorrow's game on Arika Water SoCal Padres pregame show tomorrow. Let's tell you now about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. DJ Stewart is a pinch runner for Vogelback at first base. Bases loaded, one out. Marte swings, grounds it back to Martinez, comes home for one. Sanchez to first, a double play! Inning is over. Starling Marte grounds into a 1-2-3 double play, and Nick Martinez gets out of it. Nick Martinez, our relief pitcher of the game, got himself into quite the jam in the ninth inning in a tie game, 3-3, but got a comebacker, went to home. Sanchez went to first, a 1-2-3 double play. Martinez was fired up. It was a really good moment here at Petco Park tonight. But the Padres fall 7-5 in extras in 10. And again, not to belabor the point, but with the awards here tonight, I, again, I, I just, I got to give it to Padres relievers because they did a really good job. I mean, look, Martinez gives up the one-out single to Lindor. Alonzo walks, that's after uh, Lindor steals second base. Vogelback walks. Uh, look, Martinez worked himself into that bases loaded jam by issuing the walks, but, boy, in a key moment, he got a huge double play from Starling Marte. So, again, I looked at it. We had Luis Garcia earlier. We have Martinez for getting out of that jam. You hope that would be a moment where you look back on it and say, okay, kept it tied. How big was that? And then the Padres go and win it in the bottom of the ninth inning or something. But did not happen here tonight. And again, not to belabor the point, but I mean, the bullpen did a good job keeping this game tied, getting out of jams when they were in them. And they were just sort of begging the offense to give them a run or two to work with. And the offense uh, could not do it here tonight. Didn't score a run from the second until the tenth, uh, again, uh, when I look at this game, that's that's a big thing I circle. Might be the top thing I circle is again the offense not getting more against Verlander, who was hittable tonight. I did not think Verlander looked sharp early on. It was also a very small strike zone. And if you watch the game at home, I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know if I was imagining it from upstairs. But I thought the strike zone was really, really small by uh, home plate umpire James Hoy. And it was for both pitchers, I thought. I I did. Um, And it was fairly consistently small throughout the evening. But Verlander was struggling. And again, they had him on the ropes in that third inning. I mean, again, when I look at key moments in this game, I go back to Sanchez grounding into the 6-4-3 double play to end the third. That was a big moment early in this game and you hoped it wouldn't come back to bite the Padres but it sort of did and then Verlander as the great ones do he settled in after that and found his way through a quality outing after the way it started six innings three runs given up just two of those earned so again I look at the bullpen whether it's what Martinez did what Garcia did what Hill did and I I just can't fault those guys here tonight I I thought they did a, a good job uh keeping this uh, game tied as the game got later and later all right phone number to call 833-288-0973 again the phone number 833-288-0973 let's lead things off tonight with don in rancho bernardo don you're on the padres post game show with sam levitt how are you i'm doing good how about yourself sammy i'm doing well (laughs) that's good tough to tough to keep keep hanging in there after these losses Mm -hmm. but um you know, it was interesting tonight, obviously in that 10th inning, uh, I'm not sure if you noticed, but Lindor, when he drove in the third and fourth runs of the inning there, that ball was way out of the strike zone. And uh, so, you know, that's baseball. Sometimes you you win some, you lose some. A tough way to get those third and fourth runs across the plate for, uh, you know, if you're a Padres fan like we are. Right. Um, it just feels like every game right now before the trade deadline is kind of a must win. And I said before this particular series to my friends and my wife and everything, I said, you know, if either team sweeps or gets swept, 
it will either save their season for sure, well, at least, you know, <laughs> temporarily, or it will be, in my opinion, I think kind of the end of this season. If, they, if we get swept by the Mets or if the Mets had gotten swept by us, it just seems, seems that way. You know, it seems like such a critical time with, yeah. with being, you know, it's such a tight, uh, you know, bottleneck of all those cards around the wild card chase. So, yeah. anyway, it's a great night. You know, too bad we lost, but uh, hopefully we pick it back up tomorrow, Sammy. Yeah, look, and Don, appreciate the call. I mean, they're a long way from getting swept here. I mean, they could win the next two games. And, again, we talked about it after Wednesday. If you won two out of three against the Mets, now they have to win the final two, which isn't easy to do, especially with the way the Mets are playing. They're playing some good baseball right now. Uh, six straight wins. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. It's uh, it's impressive how they've played lately. Padres until tonight really had uh, been playing some good baseball, as we know, the last uh, four or five games, or even going back to the Friday a week ago in Cincinnati. Look, yeah, it, it will be <laughs> if if unfortunately something bad happens and the Padres get swept. In this series, yeah, it's not going to feel great. It's going to kind of erase what you thought was some real positive momentum over the course of the last week. Um, They're a long way from that. They've got two games to play here. And again, we said it after Wednesday. If you won two of three from the Mets and you finished up this portion of the schedule, five and one on the homestand, that's pretty good. And I think would, would, you know, really make you feel better, not great necessarily, but better about where this team is heading into the All-Star break. I mean, look, the best they can do right now is finish 43-46 and 46 heading into the break. It's still not where you thought they would be, obviously. If you ask somebody at spring training where they'd be at the All-Star break, we get that. Um, we'll see. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Let's see what happens Sunday. There were certainly good elements of this game. There were things that were frustrating, too, like I've went over with the offense and um, you know some of the, the base-running mistakes in, in the seventh. Look, the Kim play... That was tough. I mean, you you got to be safe at third base. And, look, I, Ha-Sung has had a terrific season. He's been a huge part of this team. That was the first thing I can even remember this season where I said, no, <laughs> you know, where he said, oh, no, no, no. Um, and it didn't work out. And then, you know, to kind of uh, put salt in the wound, Soto doubles, which would have drove Kim in. So, um, look, they did some good things, some not-so-good things. Obviously, the 10th inning sort of unraveled on him. And, um, yeah, I, I, on the Lindor hit, you know, I have to go back and look where exactly the pitch was, but I thought all the hits in that inning were really good situational hitting. I mean, McNeil, he's trying to hit the ball to the right side and pulled it enough to, you know, get it down the line for an RBI double. Alvarez going the other way, trying to get McNeil over at bare minimum. RBI single got by Cronenworth on the dive, and then Lindor just put one through the hole on the left side of the infield. It was good hitting in that 10th inning for the Mets. Uh, credit to them for that. All right, let's uh, continue on the phones. We go to Brian, I believe, who's calling in. Hi, Brian, you're on the air. Hello, it's Brian. Brian. Yes, Brian, you're on 97.3 The Fan, live on the radio. What's up? Yeah, awesome. Hey, you know what? I was. Uh, first of all, you're right. The pitching was phenomenal tonight. I think they held their own, beyond held all their own. But Tim... Yeah, I love that guy, but, man, you don't need a triple in that instance. Second base is more than fine right there. And that was really the difference in the game. And, you know, when, yeah. I, when I see this team, it's odd. It seems like the last two to three years they've had a killer instinct, even when they're down three or four runs. You'd stick around and say, hey, they're going to win this thing. This year you don't yeah. feel that. It's a weird feel. And I don't, I can't put my finger on it. I know they can't. It's just an odd feel. Strange. Yeah, Brian, look, uh, and appreciate the call. I mean, to your point, the 0-8 in extra innings sort of speaks to that. I mean, again, it's hard to believe they're 0-8 in extra inning games. I mean, I know everybody knows this, but you're tied going into the 10th inning. The idea that they haven't won one of them in eight tries, whether it's home or on the road, I don't understand it. I can't make sense of it. It's very strange. Um, But the extra inning games have not gone well. They have one walk-off win this year. That was really early. Remember the home runs by Dahl and Kim had the walk-off home run? I mean, that was super early. When was that? That was certainly the first homestand. Was that? That was the the fifth game of the year. Fifth game of the year all the way back in April 3rd. I, 
I don't believe they've had another walk-off since. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm almost positive about it. Let me see here. Walk-off wins. Yeah, think about this. I mean, they, they've been walked off eight times. And they've only had one walk-off win. Um, look, the, the one-run game issues, 5-15, and 15, one or two-run games, 15 or 26. I'm just giving you numbers. You know, it, it sort of supports that they've had trouble in these close games the numbers sort of back it up and look extra inning games are always close games you're tied at the end of nine innings so look they're gonna have to figure out how to win these close games with more regularity if they want to get back into this postseason race they must because you're gonna play games like this and look this was a good baseball game tonight i'll tell you i thought it was really good i thought both managers were really managing like it was an important game they were going for matchups and uh, bullpens were doing a good job and there was some tension. I, I thought it was a great game. I really did. Um, you know, one of those kind of classic what bullpen will, will blink first games. But Brian, to your point, they, they've, you know, last year they were, and I'd have to look up the one run record last year, but it was, it was, I mean, they, they won a lot of close games last year. I mean, how many walk-off wins do they have last year coming from behind in extra innings? So whatever that instinct is, they've got to recapture it here this season in the second half because uh, the struggling in these really close games, it's it's got to improve because you're going to play games like this in the second half. You are, and they've got to win these games with more regularity. I mean, almost guaranteed they're going to play, I don't know, how many more extra inning games. I mean, you got to win some of these games. Again, if they were, if they were just four and four in extra inning games, they'd be hovering around 500 right now. So, um, in fact, would they be over? I'd have to do the math here. I don't want to do it right now, but uh, not that it's super complicated, but I, I can't think about the numbers right now. You get my point. You know, they, it, it would make a difference. Again, not where you'd want to be, but, hey, you'd be four games better. So, yeah, they have to find ways to win these close games. They, they really do, and it's been an issue really from the, the very start of the year. All right, let's uh, tell you, oh, you know what? Let's pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. Hi, this is Bob Melvin. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. By the way, tomorrow's first pitch is at 7.10 p.m., so a little bit different than a typical Saturday when uh, games are usually 5.40 on Saturdays here, but we're actually a lot later tomorrow. 7.10 p.m. pregame start time will be at 6.10 all right, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game in this one here tonight I mean, uh, there were a lot of Mets to choose from here. I'm sorry to say it. Alvarez had a career-high four hits. I'll tell you what, I really like Alvarez. I think he's going to be a great, I mean, he already is, <laughs> a pretty good catcher. He's on pace for 30 home runs. Um, as a rookie catcher, I think Alvarez has potential to be like, well, I'll, we'll get more into him in a second. He had four hits in this game. Vogel back at three hits, two RBIs. But you know what? I, I think i got to go with Francisco Lindor of the Mets tonight. The home run in the third made it 3-2, to two, walked and scored the tying run in the fifth inning, stole a base. That was critical in that fifth inning. Had another base hit in the ninth inning, was stranded. Uh, well, not stranded on third. He was forced out at home on the 1-2-3 double play. And then a two-run single in the tenth inning that was a huge hit. I mean, the Padres got two runs. That, I mean, if he doesn't have that hit, it's a tie game if everything plays out the same in the 10th inning with the Manny home run. So Francisco Lindor, quite the night. Three hits, two runs scored, a home run, three RBIs. And that was a big hit in the 10th inning. He's our player of the game, the Mets. Francisco Lindor. You know, he's had a really interesting season. I'll just talk about two Mets here for a second. He's had a really interesting year because he's hitting only 239, which obviously is is not where he's typically been. He, he didn't have a good 2021 as far as batting average. He hit 230 last year, hit 270, 26 home runs, 107 RBIs. You know, this season he's hitting 239, but 
He's got 19 home runs, 20 doubles, and he's already got 60 RBIs. So he's done a good job driving in runs this season. He has, despite hitting only 239. Um, so uh, you know, you compare it to compare it to his 21. He was uh, he only played 125 games that year, but he had 20 home runs, 63 RBIs while hitting 230. I mean, he's right at those totals already through 88 games. And he's, again, hitting in the 230s. So from a run production standpoint, Lindor has been really good. He's been very important to this Mets team. And just a thought on Alvarez, and I've thought this before tonight because I've watched him enough. I think Francisco Alvarez, and you saw some of it tonight, I mean, he's already been pretty good uh, in his rookie year. I mean, he's had some huge home runs. He had a, a huge game-tying home run. Uh, with the Mets down to their final out in Arizona uh, in the uh, in the ninth inning a couple of nights ago, uh, I think he's got the potential to be, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball offensively. I mean, he's a you know a number one overall prospect in the game. I, I just very impressed, and I was here tonight. I mean, he hit the ball hard a couple of times. I thought his approach in the tenth inning was very good. So. Just a couple of Mets thoughts there from what we saw here tonight. I know this is the Padres post-game show, but obviously uh, we uh, get into the other team uh, from time to time as well. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back full out-of-town scoreboard. We will uh, squeeze in some more of your phone calls if you want to get them in. Phone number 833-288-0973. Again, phone number to call 833-288-0973. If you would rather get involved on social media, tweet at me. At Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs are open as well. Sammy Lev there, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you want to thread me, are you on threads? I'm on threads. Thread me at Sammy Lev there as well. Maybe we'll do our first post-game show thread reaction. That would be fun. Final score, Mets 7, Padres 5 in 10 innings here at Petco Park tonight. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Most game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. As we wrap this one up, Mets win it 7-5 over the Padres here tonight. The final in 10 innings as the Padres are now 0-8 in extra inning games. One of those stats and uh, numbers that you just can't believe. And every time they go to extra inning games now, we keep on saying, well, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to do something that they haven't done this year, and that's win an extra inning game. And quite frankly, I'm sick of saying it. <laughs> I really am. Uh, it's uh, oh and 8 you know. Again, it's just you, you enter the 10th inning tied. Uh, you would think one of the games would go their way, but it, it just has not. So um, and for a while there, we talked about it. They had only one run on one hit in extra inning games. I don't know if that was through five or six extra inning games, but uh, it just not has not gone their way. I mean, two in the last week, right? They lost that heartbreaking extra inning game on Friday in Cincinnati, and wouldn't you know it, a week later here at Petco Park against Mets, they lose another extra inning game. So we'll see when the Padres uh, finally get that extra inning win. Hopefully it comes soon. Next time they play an extra inning game, we'll see. But uh, Padres again, 41-47 and 47 with the defeat. Mets improved to 42-46. and 46. Mets have won six consecutive games. Padres see their three-game win streak come to an end. They were trying to win a fourth straight game here tonight, something they have not done this season. And I'll tell you what, if the Padres... Want to go where we all believe they should go, can go, however you want to put it. They want to go, certainly, to the postseason. Padres are going to have to win how to win, uh, learn how to win four straight games. They're going to have to because you have to, you have to be able to reel off a, a run here. And winning three, losing one, it, it's probably not going to get you there. So they've got to get over that hump at some point. And 
unfortunately wasn't here tonight. Let's take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final in the Major Leagues here today. Braves beat the Rays. Really good series there this weekend between the two teams with the two best records in all of baseball. Braves Again, beat the Rays 2-1. to one. Phillies beat the Marlins 4-3 to three in Miami. Christian Pache had a two-run home run, a pinch-hit two-run home run in that game to give the Phillies the lead. And the Phillies, by the way, won their 13th consecutive road game. Another good win for Philadelphia on the road. Blue Jays beat the Tigers 12-2 in Detroit. Cubs beat the Yankees 3-0 in New York. This was something I couldn't believe when I read it. The 3-0 win for the Cubs in New York today. That was the Cubs' first ever win at Yankee Stadium. They were 0-12, the Cubs franchise, all-time in the Bronx entering today. I mean, the Cubs have been around a long time. Of course, there was no interleague play for a long time, but hard to believe. 0-12 all-time before today. Now they're 1-12. By the way, Carlos Rodon... Uh, made his season debut in that game for the Yankees. He's been on the IL all year before today. Rodon went five and a third innings, uh, two earned runs given up, picks up his first Yankee loss in his Yankee debut. Rangers beat the Nationals 7-2 in D.C. Guardians beat the Royals 3-0 in Cleveland. Red Sox beat the A's 7-3 in Boston. Orioles beat the Twins in 10, 3-1 in Minnesota. Brewers beat the Reds 7-3 in Milwaukee earlier today. Joey Weimer, Willie Adamas had a couple of home runs in that game. Mariners beat the Astros 10-1 in Houston. Luis Castillo, seven strong innings, picks up the win, his sixth of the season in that game as a 2.85 ERA now on the season. White Sox beat the Cardinals 8-7 in Chicago. Luis Robert Jr. hit his 26th home run of the season in that win. D-backs beat the Pirates 7-3 in Arizona. That snapped a four-game losing skid for Arizona. Dodgers beat up on the Angels 11-4 in L.A. Mookie Betts, two home runs in that game. In fact, the Dodgers had five in that ball game. The win over the Angels 11-4. And finally, the Rockies beat the Giants 5-2. Ezekiel Tovar, a three-run home run in that game for Colorado. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday evening. Now, let's tell you about our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Runners lead at second and third. Two and one to Lindor, crowding the plate in the left-handed batter's box. And the pitch reached for, bounce the other way. That'll go into left field, a base hit. Alvarez has scored. Pham hustling home. Soto does not have a play. A two-run single for Francisco Lindor. And now 7-3 Mets in the 10th. Francisco Lindor, like we've been saying, a big night for the New York Mets. Two-run single in the 10th inning. And when you talk about impactful hits, that certainly was one. Went from a 5-3 game to a 7-3 game in the 10th inning. Guess what? Manny Machado's two-run home run in the 10th inning only made it 7-5. If not for that hit by Lindor, everything else plays out the same. Manny hits a two-run home run. The game is tied. And either the Padres win it in the 10th inning or we go to the 11th. So Lindor, that two-run base hit was really critical in that 10th inning. That is our play of the game, unfortunately, here tonight on the Padres Radio Network. And like we've been saying, obviously, disappointing game for the Padres here tonight. Felt like a winnable game, certainly. And I think we've uh, broken it down as much as we can. The bullpen, the offense, Verlander, and uh, everything we saw in the 10th inning. But the good news is that I think a lot of fans out there would agree if you can win the next two, still a, a very good homestand and a very good series here against the Mets and we'll see if the Padres can do that beginning tomorrow first pitch tomorrow at 7 10 p.m. our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 6 10 
couple of southpaws on the mound tomorrow. Left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. He has been wonderful as of late. We'll have much more on him tomorrow in the pregame. Left-hander David Peterson on the mound for the New York Mets. And then on Sunday, 1.10 p.m. first pitch, Joe Musgrove against Max Scherzer. And again, tomorrow, 7-10, first pitch, 6-10, pregame with me. Certainly hope you can join us then. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight. For the Mets, seven runs, 13 hits, one error. They left on 13. For the Padres, five runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on eight. Winning pitcher, Drew Smith who improves to 4-3, and three. losing pitcher Tom Cosgrove, who drops to 1-2. and two. Time of game in 10 innings, 3 hours and 27 minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, the 37th sellout in 44 openings, 42,712. As always, you can listen back to any of our post-game show on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator tonight, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night from Petco Park. Again, the final in 10, the New York Mets 7 and the San Diego Padres 5. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.